This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, everybody? Per usual, we'll wait. We'll wait about a minute or so for for guys to to bump in here. An interesting game overall. Really interesting game. I thought Garza would have about 28. He ended up with 27. I thought Michigan State would have a chance if they kept, if they kept, I wrote this out to, I believe, Brandon Champion. I have to go and uh, go check my, check my thing right quick. I gave Brandon Champion like a list. I gave him a list pretty much, pretty much going over, uh, you know, what it took for, for Michigan State to win this game. And there were five things that I wrote down. Um, I'm trying to check and see where that is exactly. All right, here it is. So I wrote down five things. I gave him five things. Um, and Michigan State uh, pretty much did most of them. Um First thing I said, win the rebound margin. I thought that was super important. Um, it's important because you can't allow, first of all, you can't allow offensive boards. If you allow offensive boards, you're giving one of the you know most potent offenses in the country multiple possessions. Um, you can't beat an, an Iowa team when they simply have more attempts they're, they're getting to the line. Um, it's just hard to win like that. And, um, and, yeah, Iowa had 13 offensive rebounds, but Michigan State did win the rebounding battle. They were plus four there. So that checks checks off one. The next thing I said that um, Michigan State had to keep Iowa under 30% from three. Uh, to have a chance. 
and they shot 29.4%. Uh, the third thing that I put, was pro- which was probably the most important, was Henry, Watts, and Hauser get 45-plus. So I said that because if, if Henry, Watts, and Hauser are scoring, in my opinion, those are the three top guys that can score from three. They can score from mid-range, and they can score at the cup without being overwhelmed. So I think those are the three guys. So if they're scoring over 45, that means that they're getting wherever they need to go, right? Uh, I think Henry had a really nice game. Henry had a really nice game. Um, Let me see. He had 24. Hauser had 10. uh, Watts had 8. So 18, 24. So they had 42. They had 42. So not quite there. Um, I thought Foster would come out and um, I thought he would be a game changer. Now, I'm not saying he's going to come in and drop 20 or 30 and go nuts, but I felt that if Foster came out and hit shots – He's just going to open up the game so much for everybody else because now the other team has to respect him. You know what I mean? So, but he ended up going one for eight, one for seven from three. Um, But he was aggressive in the first half. I thought that was probably one of the better halves I saw him play. I know it wasn't super efficient, but, um, but he was being aggressive off the bounce. He wasn't just taking spot ups he was dribbling for a purpose um i thought he had a decent first half and i think in the second half um he ended up doing a little bit too much um but i thought that that they needed him to um uh to hit shots the last thing was holding Wieskamp and bohannon to under 17 points uh and i believe they did that they held them to 14 Wieskamp had five, Bohannon had nine. Those are two guys who, if they go off, you have no shot because Garza is going to get his regardless, right? But you have a shot if you hold those guys. But the issue was, I believe they had 39 points, I believe, off the bench. Off the bench, you had Keegan Murray at seven, Pat McCaffrey had four. Nunji came in at 12. You know, you have Freshman and Perkins and Ulyss. They had six combined. Tucson, who's not really an offensive guy. He's more of like an energy player. He had 10. You know, you know being able to sub those guys in the game uh, and getting that type of – getting that type of production uh, is what won them the, what won them the game. Usually you have Wieskamp and Bohannon. They don't score the ball. If the Iowa bench does half of their production, Michigan State probably wins this game by three or four possessions. Uh, I'm going to go through the the chat now here. Welcome back. Appreciate it, Kent. Uh, Karen, final score is 84-78. I think Kent just gave you that. Brody, you had Iowa nine and a half. I mean, that's a scary game because you have 
Michigan State, who they played not bad. They didn't play bad against Ohio State. Ohio State's just a really good team, man. Um, I thought that they played well, and you're looking at their third game in six days. So they had the game flow going. This was a really hard, hard game to lay any type of spread on, honestly. So much for a great discount from <laughs> Iowa does not play defense well. No, they do not. They they score the ball well, but in terms of um, defense, uh, no. They're just not very uh, athletic around the rim. Um, they have some longer defenders, but um, but they allow a lot of a lot of open shots and they allow you to break the defense down and get in the lane. Um, but of course the, their offense is, is what's potent and why they're still a top 10 team. So how many games does MSU have to win to make sure they make the NCAA tournament this year? Uh, that is a good question. They want to get to 500 in the league or like a 9 and 11 or like a 9 and 10 if they don't make up every game. Uh, they want to get to eight or nine Big Ten wins. Right now they're at two. Right now they're at two. So they're going to really have to go. They're going to have to win. Right now they have only eight more games scheduled. They have eight more games scheduled. If they win all eight, that puts them at 10 and seven, um, not knowing if they're going to reschedule uh, some of these, uh, like the Indiana game or the Illinois game, who knows. But they're going to need to beat Nebraska, Penn State. They need to beat Iowa at home, honestly. Uh, at Purdue, they have a shot because they played them well at their place. Uh, at IU is going to be tough. Uh, they can beat Virginia and Maryland. I mean, that's six wins right there, uh, which would get them to round eight and eight, round eight and eight, roughly. Uh, but either way, they need to win uh, probably like seventy-five to eighty percent of their remain their remaining games, um, and beating a ranked team on the way to doing so as well. So. Who won the Maryland game? That's a good question. Did who won that game? Did they beat Purdue? Maryland beat Purdue by one, it looks like. Beat them by one point. Yeah, they're going to have to win um, a lot more games. And I'm not sure I'm not sure, you know, how they're going to get that done. They did a they did a better job today in the first 5 minutes of each half and I believe it's because of the lineup that they put in. They no longer did the Kithier Hauser thing to start out each half. Um which has gotten them behind a lot. Um, like last game against Ohio State, in the first five minutes of each half, uh, they were minus eight. 
against Rutgers, they were minus 24 in that same segment. Uh, today, they were plus seven in the first half. I have to check what they were in the second half, but um, but it wasn't it wasn't that it, it was it was very very it was very very close. It was a good game. I'm just curious to see, you know, what they do from here on out. Uh, I made the comment that you know it was crazy that that they played ten or eleven guys in the first six minutes. Um, thinking about it, it's not that crazy based on what they've, what they've had to, what they've had to do. So they've had, you know, they had the whole three week layoff, right? So with that three week layoff, what they have is a lot of rubbery legs. Uh, stamina is probably not the best. And then you play on the road in Piscataway. Then you play on the road in Columbus. Then you play on the road in Iowa City um, within six days. So I think in the first six minutes, I think, you know, he was trying to keep legs as fresh as possible. Uh, Didn't want guys getting burnt out too early, Um, especially if guys were banged up too. They really haven't had time to, you know, rest or, um, or get like really good intense treatment or anything like that. When are we getting the ant hoodie in green and white? <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a beanie. Pretty sure there's an ant beanie in green and white. Um, there's probably there's got to be a green and white. Uh. Ant hoodie. I think there. I think there is one. I just don't think it's live right now in the store. It's just the it's just the black and gold and white and gold right now. I love the white and gold colorway. I don't think I've worn any other clothes in like months outside of. My gear is so it's so comfortable. It's so comfortable. Oh man, the Big Ten is very weird. The Big Ten is very very weird. Uh, it's weird because the you know outside of Nebraska, like these teams, like right now, Michigan State is thirteenth, all by itself, and. If you have step against them, you will lose. You know what I mean? Northwestern, you know, I'm not saying they're world beaters, but, you know, Boo Booie, Pete Nance, Miller Cop, those guys can hoop. Penn State, they just keep, they just keep attacking. They do not stop. Lundy, Myron Jones, all those guys. I mean, that's a tough, tough group. In Maryland, they got Aaron Wiggins and Ayala and Marcel and Dante Scott. I mean, they got players. Then you have Minnesota with Liam Robbins and Marcus Carr, Brandon Johnson, Booth Koch. Indiana got, you know, probably the second best big in the conference and and Trace Jackson Davis. And they have Fennessey and, and, you know, they have dudes who, who can shoot it like a freshman and 
uh, Anthony Leal, and then you got Rutgers. They've 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 come on in the last week or two, where Geo Baker is playing a lot better. Ron Harper Jr. is playing a little bit better. Um, Miles Johnson, their big man, uh, has been very impressive. Very impressive. He's pretty much owned the paint. Um, like against Michigan State, he had like 14 boards and like five blocks. It was insane. You know, Purdue that they got Travion Williams and and they got a bunch of and they got a bunch of freshmen. You know what I mean? They got a bunch of freshmen, and these aren't the most talented freshmen in the country. Like you know, these are mostly three stars. I believe Jay Nye is a four star. If you remember Royal Ivy, that's his mom. Um, she used she used to hoop and she was real real good. But Purdue is you know out there killing. Then Wisconsin's Wisconsin, you know what I mean. And then you have your you know top four, top top five teams that you know you know about. This is a tough conference. I was talking about it with uh, Robbie Hummel the other day. And we were like, we we pretty much agreed and said the the top four or five from our era could match up with the top four or five in this like this year. But the issue is like the rest of the league, um, like the other seven or eight teams are like is. It's something that, like, we've never seen before. There's, you know, good coaching. There's good players. There's tough teams. Um, And the Big Ten doesn't really deal with the whole one-and-done thing all that much. Uh, So you're going to see older teams, more more experienced teams. And that's why the league is so good right now, especially in in a pandemic year where you almost need more coaches on the court. And that's super cliche, but it's so true. It's so, so true. Look at Michigan. I mean, Michigan is, you know, first, they they have two seniors and Mike Smith and Shawnee Brown who, who want to win, right? Then you combine those seniors with two seniors who have played in a national championship game. They've, over the last three or, three or four years, those guys have experienced college basketball very, very differently. You know, Mike Smith did not win at Columbia. Shawnee did not win at Wake Forest. Now they're joining up with guys who are their age who have been very successful. They've won Big Ten tournaments. They've gone to Sweet 16s. They've gone to Final Fours. They played in, in, in a national championship. And then you have then you have younger guys coming up under them. And that's why that works. You know, Iowa's a top 10 team because look at their squad. They're playing a bunch of juniors and seniors. Illinois is good because their better players this past year just decided to forego the NBA draft, come back to school. And one's a junior and one's a sophomore. Then they surrounded with good recruits and they're kind of just latching on to them. Ohio State was very fortunate with some really good transfers. They have, um, I believe it's Walker from from, uh, Florida State. They got um, Suing from Cal. They got Seth Towns from Harvard, who's still battling injury, but when he gets in the game, he makes things happen. 
You combine that with Darius Washington with what he does, Arns, who is a lights-out shooter. Then you have EJ Liddell coming to his own his second year. Then you have Wisconsin. Those guys are all old. I believe I've seen a few times that Wisconsin starting five is older than the Chicago Bulls. But in a in a season like this, having veteran leadership um, and having just overall good people, um, you know, you see those, you see that up top. You see that up top. And I think the, you know, I was talking to uh, the Spartan Hoops guy, DK, and, um, you know, he was saying how, you know, there are, there is experience, but not experience in like big moments. You know what I mean? Um, and losing guys like Cassius and Xavier Tillman don't help that much. If Tillman was back this year, I think that's I think this team looks a lot different. Looks a lot different if Tillman comes comes back his his senior year because that just shores up so much for them. It shores up so much. But yeah, you know, the the Big Ten is very interesting because of that. Um, Adam, have you watched Bailey Baylor play? Yes. Yes. Yes, I have watched them play. Um, they're okay. They're all right. Um, they can shoot the ball. Uh, they're very good defensively, have good size. Um, Gonzaga is also a really good team, but they don't play defense either, really. They don't play defense either. I think this year is going to be more wide open than than what people than what people think. Baylor's, but you know, Baylor's Baylor's tough. Gonzaga's tough. Don't get it twisted. Villanova's tough. With uh, what's his name? Jeremiah Robinson Earl, I think his name is. I'm a big fan of his game. There are some really there are there are some tough teams out there. But all these guys are beatable. All these guys. But Gonzaga is tough. I really like that Gonzaga team with like with uh, Drew Timmy, um, Corey Kispert, Suggs, Ayeyi. I mean, these dudes, these dudes go. These dudes go. And I, and they're ready to win too. This is like a flash in the pan. Like they were good last year. They were good last year. Let me get back to Dave Gardner. What's up, Dave? I think MSU needs to beat Nebraska, PSU, Iowa, and the Michigan or Ohio State at home. They need to win four of their remaining five home games. Hopefully, Illinois gets rescheduled, so that's another home win opportunity. Then in terms of the road, they have to steal one in the state of Indiana, probably beat beat Maryland. I think MSU needs to win six of their last eight to get in. Maybe getting with five if they win every ranked game they have left since they're all at home. Fair, fair. I respect. I respect that 100%. They're sitting at 8 and 7 right now. Um 6 and 2 gets them to 14 and 9, right? Uh you and because they're they'll probably be 6 and 2 
eight and nine in conference. That'll probably get them to about like an eight, like an eight or nine seed. And then they should be able to beat the other eight, nine, right? Uh, and then that's when they play, they'll have to play probably Michigan at that point. But you do get that win. Get one or two wins in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I think they'll be okay. Ben, why do I get the feeling Michigan State beats Michigan to get into tournament in last game of season? Hey, hey, who knows? Who knows? Michigan State played really well today. Um, well, let me rephrase. They played well enough to win. They didn't play a perfect game by any means, which also shows you uh, how good they can be. Uh, they started out making their first six threes. They 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 uh, they just didn't miss, and uh, so that helps and that covers a lot of uh, a lot of uh, issues they may or may not have had. So they ended up they made their first six. So they went six and twenty three following that. So just shy of twenty five percent. No. No, that's like a little bit more than the twenty five. That's like twenty six or something percent. But they, at the end of the day, they did have a chance to win. They did have a chance to win, and you know when you're on the road against a top ten team, you just have to give you. You just need to have a chance. And that goes for anybody going on, on the road to a top 10 team. That's not just Michigan State. That goes for everybody. Everybody in the conference. Michigan, Iowa, Illinois, Purdue, Wisconsin, Ohio State. It goes for everybody. You saw Wisconsin came to Michigan and they got boat raced. Like they were down 40 at one point. So Michigan State went in with a good confidence, a good swagger. Um, you know, a couple things didn't you know go their way there um, in the second half, and Iowa's bench showed up. Jess, does Michigan have a legit chance with second IMG recruit? Yeah, 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 they do. They do. We'll see though, because recruiting's weird. Recruiting's weird. We'll see. Because you can easily pitch him on the fact that, you know, Hunter Dickinson's here, but, I mean, he's not playing 40 minutes a game, bro. You know what I mean? He's not playing 40 and not ruling out that they can play at the same time. So, yeah, it's there. I feel like Texas and Iowa are pretty comparable levels, and Baylor was heads and sh- has was head and shoulders. Texas and Iowa, Texas can't score, bro. Texas cannot score the ball. They're all right, they're all right, but but those are like two two very different styles of play. Two very different styles of play. I don't think Michigan should be scared of anybody either. Honestly, like, you know, this, this is like no bias, no bias whatsoever. Um, but there's just, there's just, uh, 
We'll see how they come out, though. We'll see how they come out. I think what they do after this hiatus um, is going to is going to be more of a concern than anything else this year. Are they gonna, are they going to come out this, the same team? Are they going to come out a little bit different? Who knows? What is Illinois' deal? I was playing announcer, their opponent, and giving them a good one right now. You know what? I say that's that's more about Indiana. Um, Indiana is the in, is the inconsistent one, in my opinion. Um, I think Illinois already played Indiana, right? Do they already play? Yeah, and it was a nine. It was a nine point game. Halftime, Illinois was up by two, and that was and that was at Champaign, you know. And right now they're on the road. It's hard to win on the road, whether you have fans or not. Whether you have fans or not, and sometimes you know, like matchups just. Sometimes it's just all about matchups. You know, Indiana has beat Michigan State, I believe, three times in a row now. And Michigan State's been the better team. But matchup-wise, I mean, Indiana was just just caused hell because Indiana had athletic and quick guards who, who could, like, I'm not saying stop Cassius, but they contained Cassius very, very well. So Cassius couldn't just do whatever he wants to do, you know? And then they had solid, you know, bigs on top of that to uh, um, to uh, combat the front court of Michigan State. So sometimes it's all about matchups. Some matchups just like don't fare well, which is kind of how the NCAA tournament is. It's like, yeah, you're playing this this team that you should beat based on these metrics, but if if the better team's best players don't match up well against the other team's best players in that same position, it could be a long game for them. Is Michigan still recruiting Chet? I'm sure, but I'm pretty sure he's Gonzaga bound. That's true, Karen. Matchups are very, very crucial. Very, very crucial. Um... Trying to see. That is that is pretty much it. Um, tell me why I have a feeling Illinois and Iowa both get bounced out of the NCAAs early. Very, very possible. Very, very possible. I mean, you have a situation where, you know, you're in you're gonna be all in this bubble in Indianapolis. It could go one way, it could go the other way. And that's just the tournament. You could be riding this high, and then forty minutes later, your your season's done, and that's it. It's crazy how it all can come, you know, crashing down so fast. That's so it's so wild to me how you could be on cloud nine, and then all of a sudden, nothing. Do you think MSU is turning a corner after this game is starting to play better? Mm, I thought they turned a corner against Ohio State. I thought they played well against them. Um, it didn't. It didn't turn out turn out well, but you know they had a shot. You know they had a shot. They 
they brought the game down like eight or nine late in the second half. And, um, you know, you, you correct the first five minutes of both halves. You're okay. You're okay. So I thought they played better against Ohio state, but they would just, they're just playing really good teams right now. Um, and they'll probably win their next game. They play Nebraska, right? So that should be a win in a few days. Whenever they play. One more thing. It's every single senior eligible to come back next year. Like could Iowa and Wisconsin really return everyone? Yep, they can. They can return everybody. They can return everybody. A lot of coaches are, are going to have some tough conversations with some of their uh, players. Um, I'm not sure. I, I believe the school athletic department or the basketball pro program does have to cover that, does have to cover their scholarship. Um, but I think you'll, you'll also see more moving pieces. Like you'll see someone who doesn't return, but they'll go play a sixth year or fifth year some somewhere else. I think you'll see some of that. It's going to be an interesting off season. It's one that we've never seen. Uh, due to the situation, but it should be a lot of fun. It should be a lot of fun. Karen, you're mean. <laughs> Karen, you're so mean. No, but uh, thank, thank, thank you guys for uh, coming in. I really appreciate you. Um, I will be. Have they announced when Michigan plays again? Let me see. When does Michigan State play again? They play Nebraska coming up, right? All right. They play them on the 6th. They play Nebraska, then Penn State. Like, that should be back-to-back wins. It should be. And I fully expect them to play Iowa very hard when they when Iowa goes to East Lansing. Now, I'm not even sure where Michigan, like, when Michigan resumes. They've now missed they've now missed a few games. Will they play Illinois in nine in nine days? That'll be a tough one to come back to. Illinois, then Wisconsin, Rutgers, Ohio State. That's 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 a rough little uh patch to uh come back to, but it's all good. We don't need a locker room for Nebraska or Penn State unless it's a loss. We discuss where the MSU program goes from here after Michigan. <laughs> hey, man, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I I do need to uh, put out put out content for the pod. That's why I'm hosting this. Um, I'm probably going to jump into DK's locker room after this um, if y'all want to join that one. But um, – I was going to join that one right off rip, but I have to make sure that I'm putting out content still. Yeah, no one has COVID that I know of. Um, new variant, old variant, who knows at this point in time. But either way, I will, I will see you guys. If there is like crazy news from now until the next then the next game, I'll probably jump on the locker room and we'll uh, and we'll wrap again. 
but I do appreciate you guys and hope you have a good night.